This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hello. It is the Monty Show. Hello. 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 There it is. Hey. Now my mic is working just great, everybody. That's neat. All right. We uh, are in full panic mode. Jazz fans are standing on the edge of defeats. It was amazing last night when the game ended. The sheer level of... Wow, what is happening with my microphone? The sheer level of panic that went into Utah Jazz fans talking about their loss last night it's not good it isn't but did the jazz do their job in dallas that's we got to talk about that we have a full update on this boho okay um we had a very eventful trip to mastros the other night that resulted in serious serious damage (laughs) and like we're gonna have to talk about the damage that was did because it's pretty rare that I have damage the way I had damage. Right, right. And I actually am not fully repaired yet. Uh-huh. So we're going to have to talk about that a little bit. By the way, doesn't your Chaboy in Brooklyn play tonight? He does. I believe he does, yes. I think you... Chaboy. Chaboy is going to go Mr. down. Mr. Kevin Durant guy and stuff. Yeah. Um, anyway, but we really should get to work on the Utah Jazz because I was shocked at how many jazz fans, Jake, were in full-on panic mode last night after the loss in Dallas. And the reason I say I was so shocked is, didn't this Utah Jazz team handle their business in Big D by getting a split because that's all you needed to do was go to Dallas and win one game? Yeah, I I think traditionally that's all you needed to do, but I think jazz fans were expecting two wins and then two wins at home. And and I think they were expecting that because Luka's out and – and they felt like that this Dallas team couldn't contribute and, and couldn't keep up with the Jazz. But, you know, you saw last night, um, and really in both games, like we told you, that Dallas was going to play in transition a lot. I, I think the difference last night was that Dallas made a made a, a real con- concerted effort to shoot a lot of threes and up their chances. And you saw you saw what took place. I, I mean, I think the, the game that, that, uh, that Kleber had was, was exactly – what the Mavericks needed him to do. um, I I look at Jalen Brunson. We told you about him. You know, we told you he's capable of putting up a 40-point game, and that's exactly what he did. And and I think that Dallas is – is this team right now that understands that they're the underdog in this series. They don't have much to lose, and they're just going to play their absolute heart out and play their best game possible. And and let's see what happens. And last night that resulted in a win. In game one that resulted in a loss. So I think right now with where this series is that at, I, I think if you're a Jazz fan, it is mandatory that you win both home games and you take full control of this series because I think we can all agree that there will be a Luca sighting in this series at some point uh, before it's over. It's just a matter of when that is. Is that in elimination games? Is that is that in game three? I'll be really curious to see what the plan <coughs> for Luca is. So, overall, I don't think there's a reason to panic. I do think, and we're going to get to this, I do think there is a lot in the Donovan versus Rudy conversation yeah, as far as this series sure. has gone. But I, I think, you know, the, the one big surprise I had last night as far as the game is concerned 
was the adjustments that the Jazz rolled out. I, I couldn't believe that that we that they were running sets for uh, Rudy on the block. I, I couldn't believe that we, you know, that if you were going to be intentional about getting Rudy the ball, that it wouldn't be extremely situational. Again, with him with two feet in the restricted area with his guy sealed. That's what I. That's what I would be trying to do. Because, again, you see last night what happens when Rudy's on the block. So I was a little bit surprised by that. Uh, and I think as far as Donovan is concerned, another game and another uh, fourth quarter to forget. You know, I think that Don just has got to figure out these end game situations and why it's a struggle for him. That's definitely something that uh, he needs to work out individually. You know, that the, the Rudy Gobert thing is a big deal. I think Rudy's impact on this ball club is is usually understated. Um, but you know, when, when it comes to Rudy, one of the things we've talked about so often on this show is the mental impact that he has on this team and this narrative that he somehow got screwed out of the defensive player of the year. I think there was a hangover effect to that conversation. And I think when you are Rudy Gobert, you are always going to be controversial if only because of the contract that you carry. But it is irresponsible at this point to be having him post up on Maxi Kleba and throwing him the ball in a situation where he has to dribble and make some kind of move to get the ball up to the rim. And of course it was a turnover. Of course it was. And I, I don't know why we would expect a different result there. That's what was so surprising for me. The irresponsibility in trying now to force the ball to Rudy Gobert. You're not the team missing your best offensive player. All you have to do in this series is do who you are. Do you. Do what you've always done. How do you come out in that game last night and only shoot, I think, 29 threes? How is that even the case? How are you getting very little drive and kick in this series right now? Because you're trying to do things you've never done. And I think, frankly, Jake, I think it's a recipe for disaster for the Jazz. Yeah, I don't know who thought it was a good idea to to feature Rudy on the block or to or to go away from, from what's working. I, I think that, you know, if we learned anything out of game one, it was that Bogdanovich can be a source of points for you, man. I mean, Bogdanovich whether it's in the paint or or shooting the three, I, he had a great game one. And, and obviously he contributed in game two, but but I, I, I when I watch these games, I'm not even necessarily looking at the box score. I'm more looking at the impact on the game. Like yes. as an example, Maxi is coming off the bench and and gives him 25. And, and, and Jazz fans were having nightmares about Terrence Mann in the corner because it was the same thing all over again. So I, I think that if you're the Jazz offensively, you can't get away from, from your identity. You, you have to allow uh, Bogdanovich to, to shoot the three at a higher rate. Donovan Mitchell, and, and I want to make sure we're fair when it comes to Rudy versus Don because I do have some criticisms for Don. He did have a nice game last night, 34 points. Once again, I maintain that Donovan player is the best player in the league at having a big game and Donovan feeling, yeah, Donovan Mitchell having a big game and feeling like he didn't really do too much. He had 34 points last night and it didn't really feel like he did anything. He made a couple of threes and you're like, all right, Don's doing what Don does, but this isn't like he's taking over this game, but he ends up with 34 points, a couple of assists, a couple of rebounds and has a nice game. So yeah. 
I just think the impact these guys are having is 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 very different. Uh, again, Don's 34 points didn't feel as heavy on the game as Kleba's 25, which is crazy to me. So to bring it full circle, I, I agree with you. The drive and kick thing hasn't really been present, and I do think that's on Mike Conley and, and Donovan Mitchell. They have to initiate that. But I, I think overall the Jazz are in a good spot. It's not like you're down 0-2 or you made some big mistake yeah. or you suffered some crazy injury. You're in a good spot going home, and I hope Jazz fans appreciate that because if you win both, now you're up 3-1 heading back to Dallas. Yeah, and the thing that's so surprising to me is that there is so little belief in this team. And the thing that's surprising to me is the things that we've talked about on this show for two years that are reality now, whether it is the defensive shortcomings of this team and um, the fact that they are one of the worst perimeter defensive teams in the NBA because, simply put, they lack athleticism. And when the, the Dallas Mavericks have nobody inside the three-point stripe, it is there is no answer for the Utah Jazz. They do not have a way to combat that. And I think this is what I talk about with Rudy. Rudy is a one-dimensional player. If you put him in the middle of the paint and you try to force the Mavericks to play, you know, shoot three basketball, guys like Jalen Brunson, guys like Maxi Kleba, um, Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, those guys are happy to do that. If you go zone and you try to force them to penetrate, you have no way to defend that. So if you're the Jazz, you just got to do your best to get a hand up. And you have to, in my opinion, work as hard as you can work defensively, impact their shots the most you can, but you got to have your own identity offensively. You're allowing what the Mavericks are doing offensively to impact the way you play the game offensively. Yeah. And it makes it makes no sense to me. I look at some of the the team numbers in this game. The Dallas Mavericks shot 47 threes. You shot 29. And you were only 11 of 29. You lost this game because you only made 11 threes. And if you headed into the game, if if we'd have read both of those stats but didn't tell you which team took 47 threes, you'd have guessed it was the Jazz. Yeah. And that's the, that's the real surprising thing. Heading into game two, I felt like the adjustments were – you know, I love Quinn, but the the adjustments in the execution in game two was was not was not good. I mean, again, it, not shooting the threes. You know, running literally not just that the players gave it to Rudy, but running a full on set, being intentional about getting him the ball on the block, rotating is not. the ball to the left side of the floor. Yeah, having him rotate to the left side of the floor and having Mike Conley lob him the ball. It's unthinkable. It is almost unforgivable that you ran those plays. You want to give Rudy the ball in the high screen and roll for a handoff? Okay, I have no problem with that. But I just don't know how many more times we can say it on the show. You're not going to get a good result when he dribbles the ball. You're not. He is. If you want to give him the ball when he's got position on a guy and he doesn't have to dribble, okay, I'm good with that. Mm -hmm. When you want to throw him the ball outside of the paint, and ask him to make a move, you're, you're, you're going to turn the ball over. You're saying you're okay not scoring points. And I know that sounds harsh or what have you, but you understand that when you give him the ball in those situations, you are not going to score points. And you in, in this day and age, giving up 110 points, you cannot do that in the playoffs. Yeah. You, you just can't. And then to come back 
and not answer. It, it, you're, that's how you lose games. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to belabor the point. I certainly don't want to, you know, I, I, I this it does not need to be a Rudy Rudy thing, but you're not a victim, Rudy. Like, I mean, the quotes about him saying if it was any other player not named Rudy Gobert, I win the, the defensive player of the year. You don't. The guy that won the defensive player of the year in Marcus Smart is on the best defensive team in the NBA, and they were certainly the best defensive team in the NBA the second half. And I think a lot of people assume that defensive player of the year is who's the single best defensive player. It's rarely about that. This is if you look at the two other guys that beat Rudy Gobert who finished third in the balloting, he didn't finish second or a close second. He was a distant third. Yeah. It was Marcus Smart one and Mikhail Bridges two, and those are two of the best defensive teams in the NBA. Yeah, and I, and I think the message that was sent through this year's Defensive Player of the Year was that it's no longer just about rim protection or being a big that can that can do what Rudy does. I, I think the, the clear message that was sent is that perimeter defense is now at an, at an all-time premium because of where the league is is going athleticism-wise. And, and, and it's so funny, we're, you know, obviously we're in L.A., we're at our family's house, you know, we're watching we're watching the uh, Brooklyn-Boston game on Saturday, and there were a couple comments made about how fast the game is now compared to how it was, uh, let's say, 10 years ago. And I think that plays right into the Defensive Player of the Year conversation because guys like Mikhail Bridges and, you know, Marcus Smart and, and you know, your whoever else you want to point to, who can guard the perimeter and can handle a five on the switch, those are the guys that are at a premium. It's no longer good enough just to rim protect and, and to affect the game that way. And don't get me wrong. You see Rudy's impact on a nightly basis for this team. You saw it last night on the The block on end. green. Well, like the block on green, you know, you look at Dinwiddie who gets past Rudy, but then, you know, does not go up because he knows Rudy's going to cover that ground. Like those moments are what, are what pro Rudy Gobert people – point to and I don't disagree but when we talk about defensive player of the year awards and everything let's not sit here and say that this guy should have five defensive player of the year awards because that's what I see all over Twitter oh well he 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 should have five and he's some you know he's the great I saw one tweet that said he's the greatest defensive player the league's ever seen and that's just not true man yeah I I, I have a lot of respect for Rudy Gobert in his game the Jazz are not putting him in positions to succeed they're not and Again, this stuff with Rudy's back to the basket, it's not his fault. It, it is what he's being asked to do, and it's a huge mistake. I mean, I and, but I think that the decision-making there to post him up is a product of the drama that we've seen on this team all year long. I mean, I, I think Rudy Gobert, as we've reported here repeatedly, he there's chemistry issues with Rudy in that locker room. There's no doubt about that, and he is he has made it very clear – he wants the ball, but but again, for the contingent of people who say Rudy Gobert needs the ball and you got to give the ball to Rudy and he's the best player on the team, and how do you still feel that way this morning? Uh, that's what I don't understand. After these first two games, he has been a zero yeah. in the fourth quarter of both of these games. And I think when you look at how the, the Mavericks won that game last night, they just shot the lights out. But it wasn't Rudy's fault necessarily. Jalen Brunson had one of those games that so many people love. It didn't matter who the Jazz put on Jalen Brunson. He was scoring the ball. That motherfucker don't right? miss, man. And I'm not saying that Donovan is blameless here because mm -hmm. he's not. 
but there's only so much anybody was going to do last night to stop Jalen Brunson. I mean, Dinwiddie, too. I mean, Dinwiddie missed three wide-open layups. Inexplicably just misses three wide-open layups. Is that Jazz defense, or is that Spencer Dinwiddie just blowing wide-open layups? I and, mean, And I think it's also important to note that last night was a must-win game for Dallas. You know, you lose this game. Now you're now you're 0-2 heading to, heading to Salt Lake, and you don't even have a chance, really. I mean, obviously you have a chance, but but there is an opportunity for the Jazz to close out at home, and, and you can't have that if you're Dallas. So I think last night there was no question that Dallas was playing with a sense of desperation. You know, they they, they knew they had to win. Like they, yeah. that's, So that's why you saw the level of effort – that that you saw but again the thing that the the thing that just concerns me is is getting contributions from guys like Kleba when they don't normally perform at that level I mean, I mean 25 points out of him is is surprising but again when you really break it down and you look at all right well that game out of Terrence Mann was surprising too but if you really look at it is anybody surprised if an NBA player can knock down seven to ten out of the, out of the corner when they're wide open well, no, probably not. So that's why I say the Jazz are going to have to come with some sort of uh, an adjustment uh, defensively. And offensively, they got to get back to who they are. I mean, this nonsense with with just getting away from your identity, that's not what, what should be happening in the postseason. This team should be driving and kicking, and preferably they'll drive, they'll kick, and they'll swing it to get an open look on the weak side of the floor. That's what that is what I would like to see. And and the only thing I would say offensively is about Rudy is I did like the set they ran where he had his heels facing away from their basket. He had his heels on the free throw line. They got it to him and then he kicked it right back out and they got the ball moving. That led to a basket. That led to good opportunities and that's what I think offensively this team needs to do a lot more of. Well, and a couple of the other numbers that I think really stand out, you look at the the fact that the fast break numbers should really scare you. We talked about this, what I guess it was last Friday we talked about this, was that, um, or thir- last Thursday, excuse me, we talked about the fact that the Mavericks were going to have to get out and run. They did that last night, 16-3. to The Mavericks won fast break points. Um, you know, you look at the, the other thing that really stood out was the whining and complaining with the officials by the Jazz last night. The Utah Jazz were 17-20 to from the free throw line. The Dallas Mavericks for the entire game only shot 13 free throws. Yeah. And the Jazz got the majority of, of the calls. I, I, I At some point, you got to stop talking to the officials. I don't know when and how and what it's going to take for the Jazz to understand that, but getting technical fouls and – you know, whining and complaining, you, you got to stop. You got to stop doing it because it really is too much yeah. for me anyway. It just, I think it's hurting you, right? And when you continue to struggle in the fourth quarter, it's almost always you complaining to the official. The fourth quarter is called very tight. They want the players to make the plays. And I think if you're the Jazz, you just got to keep attacking the basket you got to get back to drive and kick and pick and roll. And this team, you know, Donovan struggles in the fourth quarter so mightily because it turns into one-on-one basketball. And that's why I think he really struggles in the fourth quarter. They stop running consistent sets. And I, I don't know why. I, I, I've got to believe that they've seen this on tape and they just don't adjust to it. And 
it, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. All right, let's get some of your thoughts in here because I see so many people commenting. Always appreciate you guys being here. Uh, Tanner Plummer, first in. What's up, Tanner? Good to see you. Edgar Garcia, how you doing? Um, he says, uh, well, 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 good morning, players, or should I say good morning, casuals, exactly. Thank you. Thank and you. And Garcia's here. Spencer Morgan says, it's the way they lost. So many uncontested threes. Well, I mean, it's remarkable how unathletic this Jazz team is. And it's it's on display against teams like the teams like the Mavericks who don't run bigs. When you run a full-time small ball lineup as the Dallas Mavericks do, it makes it makes the Utah Jazz very susceptible to what we saw last night, which was ball rotation and ball movement. And the Jazz just don't have the athletes to adjust to that. Yeah. And I, I the thing that I would point out again is if Spencer Dinwiddie was wearing a Jazz uniform instead of a Mavericks uniform, how different is this series? Uh, it's 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 oh two in favor of the Jazz. I mean they have two wins here, and I yeah. think that I think that um yeah I just I just think they're a more dominant team. I mean again you look at like Clarkson last night. And really in game one as well. I mean, both both games he's contributed. But I look at Dinwiddie and I say, hey, this is another Jordan Clarkson, except he can start for you and be pretty reliable. I, I do admit that I was uh, I was definitely let down by Dinwiddie in game one. I felt like he, he just didn't have a good game. Even he though played he had, tight. Yeah, like he, he had, I, I think he had like 18 to 20 points, but he just, it wasn't like classic Dinwiddie. I, even last night, I felt like he was playing his ass off, but he just it just didn't translate. As you were saying, he missed several wide open layups, and he just yeah. I don't know. He just he, it just didn't quite translate yet. But I but again, I look at this series going to Salt Lake, and I say Dinwiddie is a guy that's gonna have to have like twenty five a night for them to win in Salt Lake because you have to figure the Jazz are going to roll out with forty to forty five threes at home. I, I just have to think that they get back to that. And I wouldn't be surprised if game three, they blew the, the Mavericks out and won handily. And then in game four, came back to the middle a little bit and, and the Mavericks won heading back to, uh, to Dallas. That's honestly what I, what I, what I think will, will happen. But I just, I, I don't know. I just was surprised, man. I was surprised to see this team roll out and just be completely different than, than who they've been. And I think it was an effort to make an adjustment and I, and I oh, can understand sure. that, but, but it's, there's, there's a line there. And I think, you know, no matter who you are in the jazz, like no matter if you're pro Rudy, pro Don, if you think this team is the greatest thing since sliced bread or whatever, we can all agree that this team has big success when they shoot the three ball or excuse me, when they make the three 20 times a game and they shoot it 40 to 45 times, that's where they need to be to win. Yeah, I, I was – that's the thing that should really upset Jazz fans is this team changed their identity in this game. I mean, they, they the Utah Jazz went out of their way to not shoot threes. And I know that that sounds kind of heavy. They changed their identity. But that's really what happened. I mean, it, it, it's – it's this is a team that, that is literally a marketed as a 3-and-D team. Hey, we're going to shoot a bunch of threes, and we have the defensive player of the year on the other end. So good luck. You know, we've heard the Donovan and Rudy quotes of pick your poison, right? I mean, that's what this team tries to be. But I think mm. there's this dynamic at play where where the Jazz and that coaching staff, Quinn Snyder and company, understand that they, they need to use Rudy offensively, uh, you know, more. They, they've got to get him involved more, but—, but I don't think it's as simple. Unfortunately, it's not as simple as just throwing it to him. 
You have to you have to get him in the right positions. And I also think that's incumbent on Rudy too. Like understand, hey, my game isn't on the block. My game is bowling somebody in the restricted area and sealing them and then getting the ball. I don't understand why you don't just run pick and roll with him, force the Mavericks to switch, and then drive him to the basket. Because you know he's gonna get fouled. Drive you him know that. drive, have Rudy set the screen, and then rim run. From the top of the key, go right to the basket. Take the smaller player down there and seal him as you've been doing. Then throw him the ball. Yeah. Don's done that. I, I mean, certainly Mike Conley's done that. Yep. Why now are we trying to get him a, 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 the ball in a situation? And I think he's down to, somebody tweeted last night, he's down to 17%. 17%. Yeah. Of plays where he dribbles the ball turn out productively for the Jazz. When Rudy takes one or more dribbles, 17% they get a positive outcome. It's <coughs> rough. Uh, that, that's 83% failure rate. Yeah. Why would you run that? Well, I don't understand that. It, it's it's incredible. Well, I think what they're saying, is, I mean, I, 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 I think what they're saying is, hey, you're seven feet plus, seven one or whatever he is, and you, they don't have a big. We should be giving it to you. And logically, in my head, I'm like, well, yeah, on paper, I guess. But look at this guy's skill set. He does. Listen, Rudy doesn't have touch. Like he doesn't have uh, a decent handle for a big. He doesn't have touch around the rim. He has. Rudy Gobert has zero footwork. Yeah. He cannot move his feet in a way to position his body between him and the basketball. So a guy like Maxi Kleba has no problem defending him. You'll notice on that turnover where Rudy was, they lobbed him the ball in the post, that that play was had nothing to do with Maxi Kleba. Yeah. Rudy Gobert just simply dribbled the ball out of bounds. It had nothing to do with Kleba. Yeah. Other than Kleba happened to be the guy standing there. Rudy doesn't have the footwork to put himself in position to succeed. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. You're not the you're, you're not Joel Embiid. You are not if you notice the Jokic's the Embiid's look at last night Draymond Green playing the 5 against Nikola Jokic. Perfect defense and what happens? Jokic gets ejected on a double technical. Yep. That's what Rudy cannot do. Rudy whines and complains at the officials so he doesn't have the relationship, then wants the call or the benefit of the doubt when he's on offense. You're not going to get that benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You're just you're just not. So it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. Uh, Funky Orion says, when the Jazz won game one, but a close game, I felt they needed to do better because it only means that you're in trouble even without Luka. You're not in trouble in this series. You're exactly where you need to be. You went to Dallas and you won a game. Now you got to come home where Dallas historically has not played well at the Viv. Right. Just come home and handle your business. Get back to shooting the three. Get back to being who you are. You got two days of rest. They don't play till Thursday. Yep. Get back to being who you are. Well, and, and look, I I understand the logic behind the comment. You know, hey, like these were tight games. No Luka. You figure if Luka plays, all right, maybe that puts Dallas over the edge. But I also think – you got to understand that if Luka plays, this team's not running with their hair on fire and getting all the looks they were getting. I mean, all those transition threes are not happening if Luka's on the floor. The game is, I mean, I know he's only one player, but the truth is the game is completely different when Luka's on the floor when he's uh, versus when he's not. So I yeah. actually, you know, respectfully, I have to disagree because I, I think that there's no telling 
what this game would be if it was the Mavericks at full strength. I still think it would be a really tight game. I don't think Dallas is like far and away better than the Jazz when they're at full strength. I think these two teams out of any playoff series, East or West, are the two closest teams head up. Like even even Boston and Brooklyn. Like the Boston and Brooklyn series is just two juggernauts who have a ton of talent hitting each other in the face repeatedly, and whoever gets the ball last is going to win the damn game, as we saw. This series with 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 the Jazz and, and the Mavericks is more like, okay, not super talented teams, and it's going to come down to who turns it over less and who gets more free looks. And and so if Luka was on the floor, yeah, sure, he'd have 40, but that means that guys like Kleba aren't going to have 25. So I don't know how that plays out exactly. But what I can tell you is Luka will be damned if he doesn't make a perform uh, an appearance in this series. I don't think he will. Well, I I, I, I don't think, think he will. I think, in my opinion, and I love that, I think it was Holly Rowe tweeting how Luka looks like he's walking without a limp. Like, what does that mean for a guy with a calf injury? Yeah. Like, it. Just, why would you risk him in this series? You're not going to win a championship this year. And – They've essentially said this as much Jason Kidd said they're going to do what they have to do to protect Luka. Why would you risk him in this series? It just doesn't make a – you're clearly capable of beating the Jazz without him. Yeah. You have home court for a reason. I I don't – you know, I, I just – I don't know, man. I, I think – are the Mavericks capable of winning in, in Utah? Absolutely they are. Yeah, they can come here and win a game. It's going to be incumbent on the Jazz. The Jazz will be their own worst enemy in this series. Yeah. When you keep throwing the ball to Rudy and he tries to finger roll the ball up onto the rim, why are you not dunking that? You know, like that's what that's what you don't understand. I mean, it sounds like the team just needs to get back to to, to basics and keeping it simple. I, like whether we're talking about you know finger rolling it versus just dunking at home, or whether we're talking about running sets to feed Rudy versus driving and kicking like you know how to do and like you're really good at because this team is really good at drive yes. and kick like it just sounds like they need to get back to basics and and sometimes that does happen to teams where they overthink it so again like I said I I, I won't be surprised when they shoot 43s in in game three I, I just won't you can't have Mike Conley go scoreless um you can't have you can't have Jordan Clarkson disappear in the fourth quarter you you just have to play freer basketball. I also think, by the way, I, I think we saw Daniel House yep. you know, coming back to the middle a little bit, and this is what we worried about. Um, you see Daniel House last night play 21 minutes, two points, um, 0 of 1 from 3, two rebounds, two dimes. And his his defense was not really a factor last night. Yeah. So, I mean, it, and the other guy I think that you're, you're kind of worried about is, is Hassan Whiteside. Because this is a series should Hassan should have a significant role in. Yeah, I mean, you look at Hassan and you look at Rudy, and you're like, all right, well, well, these guys should be having huge impacts because they don't have a big. And yeah. and at the same time, we're also sitting here talking about how Dallas doesn't have a big, and they're running up and down the floor. So that's why I say this is for the Jazz. This is a really um, dynamic matchup because yeah, they have the size. But Dallas has the speed. What good is size if Dallas is beating you down the floor and getting to the look before you can set your defense? Hassan, I, I, I love the guy, but this is where 
you know, you need guys like him to kind of step up and come into the game and have an impact, even if it's just picking up a couple of rough fouls, like go and beat them up a little bit or well, something. And this is what the thing that bothers you so much is look at the impact that they got from Trey Burke. Trey Burke, I think, played five minutes in this game, but he hits a three like he, he contributes. Yeah, you think he didn't have a point to prove last time? Yeah, he gives you a rebound. He hits a three, he runs the offense a little bit to give guys some minutes. That's all you need. Like Mike Conley, the thing that drives you crazy is you're paying the luxury tax for a guy to play 22 minutes and go 0 of 7 from the floor. Like it, it just <coughs> the 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 mistakes of this summer are killing you right now. Spencer Morgan, good morning to you. He says unless Quinn is actually coaching Rudy not to step out and defend those shots, he has to be incredibly frustrated, and he's not. We've talked about this. They do not coach Rudy to play drop. They don't. Um, Rudy just knows, I think, that he cannot he cannot defend the three. I think he realizes that they will go right around him. And that's happened to him so many times this year. I just, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, Neville93 says, you think the Jazz would win this series? And good morning, boys. Good morning, Neville. Yeah, I don't, I'm not shaken by this. I am shocked how many Jazz fans are like uh, expecting the Jazz to lose this series. I, I today... After game two, do not expect the Jazz to lose this series. I, I don't. I think you're getting great contributions from from Bogey and Don offensively. Like, you know, again, I think Don's got to be a better, more willing defender. But he's giving you what you want offensively. They just – the surrounding cast, the depth on this team is killing is killing Donovan. It's killing I, – I, I think it's absolutely hindering Rudy Gobert from winning Defensive Player of the Year. Like, yeah. I just – the supporting cast on this team is not good enough. It, it truly is not good enough. Uh, could not agree more. These post feeds to Rudy need to stop. Uh, Quinn Snyder and Donovan Mitchell can't let him cry bully them into running these post plays for him. I I, I think that's exactly right. Yeah. I think that's what's happening. Yeah. Is it that I think – but you know what? It exposes Rudy for what he is, which is a one-dimensional player. I mean, he's a defensive player. That's it. Yes. And his highest, best used offensively is rebounding. I mean, second chance opportunities and, and and he did that last night. I mean, he had several of those where he had tipped it back out to the perimeter and they got another possession. And 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 I think he's quite good at it. But I couldn't agree more with that point about him being being upset that they won't give him the ball and hey, you gotta allow me to get some touches and like I th that that definitely goes on and 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 I think that I, it's just unfortunate that that Rudy doesn't have any sense of a uh like even uh a little push shot or just the understanding of how to use his shoulder to move a guy. You know, like the 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 um the Dallas broadcast was talking about how how Rudy needs to be tougher. He needs to be more more brutish that in his soft. approach. That he's he is soft. soft. And and I couldn't agree more. I think there were so many times I'm like, dude, just go up. Like, hey, you rebounded it. Go right back up. Make them foul you, which is the other thing I think we have to talk about. Why is this jazz team not trying to get Dallas in foul trouble. Who do they have coming off the bench? Kleba, I don't think is a guy you're like, oh, man, he's coming off the bench every night and giving you 25. We know that's not the case. No. We know that they don't have a, a, a plethora of guys coming off the bench who are going to give the Jazz trouble. So It was frustrating that Dinwiddie got to four fouls and they never attacked him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, 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 it was that, that yeah, was yeah, Dallas, shocking. Dallas attacked Conley, didn't they? Dallas went right at Conley, didn't they? So that's what I'm saying. Like, like I, I, I'm not saying that Quinn is doing a bad job, 
But sometimes I'm like, Quinn, dude, this is so obvious. It's right here. Go after the guy. Make him give it up because he's either, he's going to take the foul or he's going to allow you to go right up because yeah. he can't take the foul. Yeah, I just don't know. There's not a fix for this, but let's be honest. You went to Dallas. You won a game on the road. Yeah. You took home court advantage away. Yeah. Um, three of the next five games are going to be played in Salt Lake City if it goes seven. There's every reason to believe that Jazz will win this series. Like, I, I just don't see any reason to panic here. It's going to take it, – listen, it, if to lose this series, you guys need to understand, to lose this series, it's going to take an epic collapse at home. Like, I'm talking about, like, uh, like more than what the Jazz have done in an the past. An absolute meltdown. Just Yeah, just like a, a, a one for the ages. And I just don't see that happening. I, I would be shocked playing the Dallas Mavericks if, if the Jazz – melted down yes. like that this is not the suns this is not no. the clippers of last year i mean this is not like one of the best teams in the league they will i'm i feel confident in saying they'll win this series it may take seven but i i am confident they'll win this series if they come out on thursday night and they shoot 40 to 53s they're gonna win this series going away they have to shoot more threes yes have to you're getting it from royce o'neill why did everybody else stop shooting threes it's it's amazing to me. Jackson says everyone switches on screens and hedges the three point shot except Rudy. That's who was hitting the three every time. Yeah, the teams continue to do that. But what would you? But here's the thing. What would you tell Rudy to do? Would you attack tell him to the go three to the point corner? line? You, so you you would have him go to the three point line. I would have him attack the three, depending on who it is. Like, well, of course, yeah. But. And if Kleba's hitting that three, he's got to attack Kleba and deal with what happens behind you. Rudy can do one thing. That is either hedge the paint or go attack the three-point shot. I'm tired of watching the Jazz get beat by Golden State because Poole and Clay are hitting open threes. I'm tired of all of the open looks from three for the opponent. Yeah. Go attack the three-point line, and if they're going to beat you with layups, so be it. Yeah. That You know what? But you take that. You'd rather have that than the, the repeated three-point makes out of the corner. I, I Yes, I, I agree with that 100%. John Jackson says, rather than uh, the Jazz donating $50 for every dunk, they should donate $50 for every wine from Rudy. We've talked about that ad nauseum. He's got to stop with the officials. Uh, <laughs> Tanner says, it's sad to continue to see the deficiencies of this roster. Whether or not the Jazz win this series, this roster still needs to be blown up, and I think they will. Uh, and Garcia says, Quinn is trying new things at the wrong time. Edgar Garcia says, I don't even know Mike Conley was in the game last night. Seriously. Yeah. Well, because he wasn't. Worst perimeter D in the league, and what's going to happen when they trade Rudy and Garcia? says, see, here's the other thing. Everybody keeps saying, well, they're going to get worse when they trade Rudy. Are do you, So you think they're just going to trade him for, like, you know, a rack of basketballs? And, I mean, if you move Rudy off the roster, you're going to get you're going to get talent and you're going to get cap space. So you're going to be able to fill that void. When has Danny Ainge made a huge trade and his team is just not filled the ball? Man, well, you know, oh, wait, never. Yeah. You have to think about who's going to replace him. Yeah. Uh, Mr. E says uh, $20 million a year for Conley. Yeah, it's a huge mistake. And the luxury tax. It's a huge mistake. Bringing Mike Conley back. And again, I love telling you I told you so. I, I warned you. Yeah. I'm a pimp in every sense of the word. I'm Keep good-looking. it real. Yeah, I'm smarter than you. I, you know. I've set my life up to get top. No, I'm not going to. Pause, do that. bro. Pause. Yeah, I need to relax. 
But as we told you when it happened, the Mike Conley deal, it's, it's, it's going to come back to haunt you. And I think This man was a bona fide scrub. Yeah. I mean, last night he was a bona fide scrub, Stephen A. I, I, Zero I totally agree. points, and you almost fouled out. Tanner says the reason Jazz fans are doom and gloom right now is because they're scared from all of the Jazz playoff collapses of the past. This wouldn't be a playoff collapse, though. Bryce Jensen, good morning to you, friend. He says, surprised to see they went away from bogey after having success in game one. Yeah. Happy that Clarkson is playing decent. Sad to see the same open corner three, but that is what happens with this roster. It is. Jason Chris Law, good morning to you, JCL. Uh, Bogey should be the main guy closing games in the fourth quarter. Mitchell should never get the ball with him missing skyhook layups. Listen, Donovan Mitchell is your best player, period. Nothing else needs to be said. Donovan Mitchell is your best player. And when the game's on the line, the issue is not that Don is taking skyhook layups. The issue is that they stop running offense. They stop setting screen roll. They stop driving and kicking. Don's best use late in the fourth quarter is driving kick. He's great at it. But the issue is, and I, I can only say this so often as well, until he becomes an elite mid-range player, and I don't care that he used to have mid-range, until Donovan Mitchell consistently, consistently dominates in the mid-range, he is always going to be limited offensively, especially late in games. Because why do you need the mid-range? You need it because it needs to be like an old reliable thing. Hey, when the game gets tough, when we're hitting, when we're when adversity strikes, where are we going? Oh, that's right, we're going to Devin Booker for the the elbow jumper. We're going to. Chris Paul for the elbow jumper. We're going to KD for the elbow jumper. We're going to LeBron for the elbow jumper. Look at all the best scores. We're going to Jason Tatum for the elbow jumper. Yeah. All the best scores now and in history have the elbow jumper at any time they want. Donovan Mitchell does not have that right now. He's yep. got the move to create the space. You'll notice he goes to it, but he doesn't make it. And that's the thing. Yep. Casey Finlinson says Mitchell and Conley get more contested boards than Rudy. Uh, the, there is a stat on contested boards, and Rudy Gobert's contested rebound percentage is not great. And I'm not complaining about his rebounding even a little bit. The guy's the best rebounder in the NBA, in my yeah. opinion. But his contested rebound percentage is not great. I would agree with that. George Meskia says, I want to see Donovan Mitchell defense. I think a lot of people do. Tanner says, also, we need to talk about Rudy's missed dunks. It was embarrassing but hilarious at the same time. Yeah, he missed two wide-open dunks. Somehow. Shorted them. Don't know how. And then tried to finger roll. Mesh says, that was a very winnable game, and I just wonder at what point will Donovan take over a game like that. Brunson can't outplay you like that if you're that guy. Well, I, I don't disagree with that, but I think Brunson also had a really hot Maxi Kleba. Um, I think Dorian Finney-Smith. I think Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean – this jazz team is very limited mm -hmm. I, I you need driving kick to bogey on the on the wing you need you need driving kick to the corner like I'd have been setting up Mike Conley for a corner three I'd have been running driving kick run a set that gets Mike Conley a three-point shot that's what Donovan Mitchell should be doing he is a playmaker he's not the yeah. best score in the league I mean he is the best score in the team but like his highest best use to me is playmaking. Get guys in good positions. That's what they need. Yeah, I agree. Teddy Wayman, good morning to you. He says, that game was so frustrating. Yes, it was. Which sucks more, Rudy's missed dunks or Conley's missed floaters? Mike Conley in the in – the, I think he's in the low 20s now in field goal percentage in yeah. the paint. It's yeah. brutal. It is brutal. And Garcia says, I'm sure Quinn is feeling the heat. 
and in panic mode. So he's trying new things that will ultimately fail for obvious reasons. I don't think he's on the hot seat at all. I think Quinn Snyder, if he wants to be, he'll be the head coach of this team next year, no matter what. Um, you know, so um, Mr. E says, but Rudy shoots 70% from uh, the field. Yeah, exactly right. Rudy Sanchez, instead of going up for a dunk, Gobert wants to finger roll and misses every time. He his, doesn't he, have touch. I will agree with that. Uh, Jesus Christ destroys atheism. Well, welcome to the show. I will say Rudy's block when he rejected Josh Green it was just beautiful. Let's appreciate because he does those things, but he does need to add some more. God bless. He's, he's a great defensive player in the paint at the rim. Rudy is the best defensive player in the NBA at the rim. Anyway, uh, Gabe Ledley says, morning, my guys. What's up, Gabe? Good to see you. Tanner Plummer says, you guys are forgetting that uh, Hardaway didn't play either. Yeah, he's out for the year with a foot injury. Yeah, we didn't forget. He's just not, not a talking point. He's not there. He's out. I mean, yeah. it's just, it just is what it is. Yeah, James Knight says, if the Jazz keep them out of the paint so regularly, it takes care of the drive and kick. Well, you've got to get Donovan Mitchell driving and kicking. And the other thing that's awkward is, am I the only one that, that looks at Boyan Bogdanovich trying to attack the paint and, like, trying to drive the ball to the basket? And it just – he's getting the benefit of the doubt on a lot of calls. As, by the way, is Rudy. Man, Rudy Gobert gets a lot of calls. But yeah. the turnovers are what's killing you because it's allowing the the Mavs to get out and run. Yes. it, it The turnovers – can't Man, have it. You can't you have can't. it. You just can't. Brandon Whiteside says, Rudy choked like three alley-oops. He did. He did. Jeremy Bolton, good morning to you. Hope the headband fits well today. Uh, and Garcy says, fully healthy Jazz should be up 2-0 against any undermanned team. No excuses. I don't disagree with that. Um, BB says, can we ever play a different lineup? Bogey cannot rotate. Like, who would you put in instead of Bogey? Because I think what you're seeing is the lineups are changing. Yeah, I think you're seeing that you're getting, as we as we said, you're getting Royce and um, a number of different guys out there, including Daniel House, together. And I think you're seeing a lot more Don and 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 Clarkson together too, which I actually I I personally really like that lineup. I love the, you know, Clarkson, Don, Bogey, uh, Rudy, and then whoever. You know, Royce whether it's or Royce or House or whoever that fifth person but, is. But what did we say would happen in this series? I mean, you're playing – you're essentially playing eight guys. Yeah. Because Hernan Gomez, I, I just – he played seven minutes last night. He's like, a filler. I mean, you're just playing him fill minutes. You're that's playing it. eight guys in this series. That's really it because I, – I, am I the only one that's surprised Rudy Gay is not getting any run at all in this series? Yeah, is he still alive? Is he even on the team anymore? Like no, or? And this is supposed to be your small ball addition. This is supposed to be the guy that helped you in this series. He's not getting any run at all. You're playing Clarkson, Whiteside, and House, really. And if we're honestly assessing, I mean, you're playing Clarkson and House. Like, Whiteside plays 11 minutes. Hernan Gomez plays 7 minutes. Your rotations are O'Neal, Bogey, Gobert, Conley, Mitchell, House, and Clarkson. That's fucking interesting, man. That's really who's playing the bulk of the minutes. Yeah. And it when when you get nothing from Mike Conley, it's going to be very difficult to win games. It just is. I mean, if we had said, man, Mike Conley's going to put up a goose egg in the postseason, I mean, would you be surprised? I'd be stunned. It's shocking. I would have, I would have smacked the taste out your mouth. Yeah? If you'd have said Mike Conley would have scored you. You're going to try me then. Yeah, I wouldn't try me either. Uh, BB says, House and Gomez were playing way better in that game. Um... 
Man. I mean, what did you get from Daniel House last night? I, I mean, you got some tenacity defensively. He always brings hustle, and you appreciate that. But I think you also saw that he over-rotated defensively a couple of times. But the defense, the defensive portion is, is not – like when I say, hey, what did you get from the guy? I, I, I ask that question from a place of, okay, on top of what he's already doing. I mean, defense is what his purpose in life is. But the three ball is what I, you need out of house to make him like the X He is the exact example of what you need, but you need him to be three times as good as he is. You need – why does Daniel House fit so well with the Jazz? Because he brings you length and athleticism. And he doesn't ask for the ball. But he can't really score on his own. And he's fairly limited. Defensively, he's fairly limited. You need guys, and this is what I say about Houston, I, I you know, like the Jalen Greens of the world or the Mikhail Bridges of the world or the Dinwiddies or the, yeah. like, I mean, the, the list is long of long athletic wings who can attack the basket and can defend. Yeah. Like, I would have voted Mikhail Bridges Defensive Player of the Year if I'd have had a vote. But I'm just some podcaster who's thirsty to be back on the radio. You're casual. According to the locals. Yeah, the locals. You know. Right, right. Um, the so I don't get a vote. But I'd have voted Mikhail Bridges Defensive Player of the Year because he can lock down your best player. And he shoots the three. And he gets to the basket. And he's a great rebounder. And he plays in transition. Yeah. I mean, he's everything you want in a player. You know, like it, it is not surprising that that Villanova team that featured Jalen Brunson, <clears throat> that featured Mikhail Bridges was so good. It's not surprising at all. Yeah. Uh, Big Dog O-Town, what's up? I said Big Dog O-Town. Right, Big Dog O-Town. That right. should Shout the Mobamba. Thank you. Yeah. Says, uh, see how Finney Smith put the clamps on Don. He really did. He really, really did. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's what a long athletic does exactly what the Jazz need. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Uh, Pinkman says Clarkson was hot. Why not let him finish? Be yeah, I, I think Clarkson I, – I, it's a little surprising that when Mike Conley's struggling so much, Clarkson and Bogdanovich didn't get the ball more. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think – look, Jordan Clarkson has a ceiling on him in every game. Like, you can't – even when he's hot, you, you have to – you got to be really careful about how long you leave him out there in playoff games specifically because the diminishing return effect is very quick. Like he could make, he could go five of five from three and, and eight of eight from the field. And then he'll go O of eight and O of 15 from the field. Like it's a very quick jump, step off a cliff for, you know, 15, 20 shots type thing with Clarkson. By the way, by the way, I was wrong. Boston, Philly is not, or Boston, uh, Brooklyn's not tonight. I There's a couple of series where I'm just not that interested. Yeah. Like Phoenix and New Orleans, Phoenix should sweep New Orleans. Yeah. That shouldn't even be a contest. Miami, Atlanta is, I just have zero interest in that Wrong series. Cincinnati. Yeah, none. Yeah. Now, Memphis and Minnesota. That's my series, man. I mean, I know that we don't get much right on the show ever. You're a casual. Pretty sure I told you to watch out for Minnesota. I mean, I don't where, know. Where where are all the people who are like, oh, you guys are idiots. Minnesota's terrible. Rudy Gobert needs a ball. Yeah. He's the best player on the yeah. team. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns sucks. Fucking pricks. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So that's how it's going to be. Uh, Minnesota's pretty good. Yeah. Carl Anthony, or excuse me, Ant. Yeah, Ant, please. Thank you. Shut up. I, I, 
Anthony Edwards is a hell of a player right now. Like he is coming out. By party, the way, man. did you see Joel Embiid last night? Just fired up. Yes. That team's pretty good too. Just so you know. Yeah. Who's winning the East? Mm, I want to say Brooklyn. No, nah, you got to take Boston. Yeah, we'll see. I think I think the thing about Boston is that – so the thing about that Boston game was you're, you're in Boston at home. Boston. It took a broken play at the buzzer to win that game. I don't – that was a hell of a play by Marcus yeah, Smart. Yeah, but, but still, you're at home. Brooklyn is not nearly 100%. No Joe Harris. Like, they're missing several guys off of their bench. Like, they're Kevin not... Durant was shitty. Didn't yeah, play well. He like, choked. You know, like, he, was he didn't very, have a good he, game. He was very Mike Conley in that game. Yeah, I mean, he, he only had 30 or whatever, but, you know, that might as well be zero 20, for yeah, him. He was one of five from three with 23 points. Okay, cool. 23 points. That's better Sucks. than none, right? It's like, terrible. Like, my point is, is it, they won by one point at home in game one, and Kevin Durant did that. You really think that Kevin Durant's not going to put up a 40 or 50 piece in this series? The only thing I'll ask about Brooklyn is why are they playing Dragic more than Patty Mills? Yeah, don't get it. Is I don't Patty get it. Mills injured? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I have to think. He played in that game. I don't think he's injured. Well, I, he's only playing 12 minutes and scoring three points, and he's only getting one three-point attempt? Yeah, it's not. It's not. That's what I'm saying. It's not. I'm telling you, Brooklyn did not play nearly their best basketball in that first game, and they still only lost by one, and they still chopped down a 15-point deficit that Boston had built. That's why I'm telling you, like, Boston may win the series. That may happen, but I'm telling you, at some point, this Brooklyn team is going to wake up. I mean, it, it just it's going to happen. Yeah, they'll, they'll wake up on the plane ride home from Boston. Yeah, hey, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I'm just saying, you know. Um... I think the Suns are winning a championship. They're by far the best team. Yeah. I mean, it's not close. And my guy, Book, I mean, I, I just don't know what else I can say. This is the real reason you didn't do a show yesterday, right? Because you were recovering from the, you know, all the activities after that Devin Booker performance. Yeah, my forearm still hurts. Yeah, um, you know. He scores 25, 4 of 8 from 3. Chris Paul has 30 in that game, 21 from 8 and 11 from Bridges, 13 from Cam. I mean, we rolling now. Wait, I thought you said we. Yeah. We rolling now. I'm on the team. Oh, you are. I didn't know that. Yeah. Me? Yeah, size 3X jersey. Wow. We're on okay. the team, man. You know. That's fucking interesting, man. I nice, lift. dude. I lift. Nice. You know? they. I play Jay Crowder minutes now. Okay. This man was a bona fide scrub. You know. Uh, why can't Gobert develop some post-up moves, Pink Man says? Because it's not as simple as just like, okay, well, why don't you guys go work on that side court? Develop some low post move for the game tomorrow night. He's got to do that in an offseason. And last offseason, Homie Slice was playing in the Olympics instead of taking the year off. And yeah, he was getting silver medals because KD torched them. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, Caruso will bring not two, not three, not four chips to Utah. Hey, if he was on this <laughs> team, you know. Suns Bucks again, Teddy Wayman says, no, please. I hate Milwaukee. Nothing good ever Milly happens. In, nothing good ever happens in Milwaukee. Yeah. Town's a shit show. It is. Pedro Aragon says the Wolves are real. They can be very good for some years with Ant, Cat, and Vanderbilt. These three are absolutely amazing and pretty young. They are very young. I agree with that. Uh, Teddy Wayman says Kyrie isn't going to go God mode in game two. Uh, Now Kevin is, though. We'll see. I'm telling you, Patty Mills is going to be an X factor in that series. Because Seth Curry's not a hundo, even close to it. 
Like you can see him still limping around on that yep. ankle. So yeah. Okay. We'll see. All right. Good. All right. So now that we're 40 minutes of pain in, or excuse me, 56 minutes yeah, of pain. Get the math right. All right. Into Utah yeah, jazz yeah, talk here. Yeah. It's six twenty in the morning. What time is it? Yeah. It's six twenty-two. Yeah. Six twenty-two. <laughs> Seven twenty-two. Mountain time. Mountain time. Um, let's talk about diarrhea. <laughs> So I had, we did not do the show yesterday. You may have noticed. Oh, man. Uh, that boho was not willing. Uh-huh. So we went out to a nice dinner at Mastro's Ocean Club in Newport Beach. And my God, was it nice. So many beautiful cars. Yeah. Um, But I had a 16-ounce dry-aged New York strip. Now, initially... What what did you think of what did you think of it? Like, oh, it's very good. Because the price was ninety dollars more than a regular steak, and but you were like, all right, this is worth it. Yes, it was great. Okay, it was really good. For the record, Jackson Graham said, and he, now he got muted. But I had to mute the local broadcast. Couldn't stand Holly Rowe riding Don's dick any longer. <laughs> okay, were you watching a basketball game or an adult film? Fucking a. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah, James Knight says, let's talk about Jake's noisy-ass vehicle. Anyway, so we went to Mastro's. Had a really nice dinner. But as soon as I started eating that steak, it started grinding my my gears. Like, you know how you eat something and it just isn't sitting It doesn't sitting sit well? right, yeah. And, man, that was at, like, 5.30. And then at about 12.30, I had violent vomiting. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I threw up like awful vomit at twelve thirty on Sunday night, Monday morning. I was like, okay, I'm fine. Okay, I feel way better. Woke up at two thirty and just did it again, but twice as as really much. Oh. Like the volume was more. And the force. Like the weird thing is I I knock on wood, I rarely ever get sick. Mm -hmm. I like I don't vomit very much. I couldn't tell you the last time I vomited. I don't I honestly don't remember. I can't ever remember having like just forceful turn on a fire hose kind of diarrhea, <laughs> man. Like it was terrible. <laughs> I had and it's been thirty years probably. Yeah. Since I had any kind of stomach issue like that. Like yeah. I'm usually I usually put out redwood size logs like I'm good to go. Right, right, right. So at two thirty, I threw up like crazy again. Okay. Rinsed out my mouth, went back to bed. Oh. At five thirty yesterday morning, I woke up and just put some death down the toilet. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was. <laughs> I, I mean, it was, Oh, I, I, that was crazy. And the weird thing is like, you know, how you're sitting there and you can like feel the downward momentum happening. Nothing's happened yet, but it's moving. And I, it just like, I got this terrible cramp in, in your, in uh, my intestines. intestines. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it just detonated. Boom. Like it was a bull rattling so in that moment, was there relief or was, oh, was no, it, it was like painful. it was painful? Oh, man, dude, it was painful. Right. And the odd thing is, like, the stench was my God. Okay. it That was the worst thing I, man. It, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's one of the worst feelings in life to be on the toilet at 2.30 in the morning sick, especially when Monday morning oh, is coming. Man. 
That was brutal. Yeah, especially when it's Sunday into Monday. That's that's rough. So so it was because of this dry aged piece of meat. That's I what think we surmise. so. But yeah, and the worst part is, wait, wait, I'm not done talking about pooping myself. Oh, my bad, my bad. Okay, go the ahead. The worst part is you're like, oh, okay, whew, now that's over. You stand up, you look at whatever died in your intestine, you flush it. You know, I, I'm all cleaned up and ready to go back. And yep. all of a sudden I'm like, oh, dude, is that another? Oh, you can feel. Oh, I should sit back down for a minute. Yeah. And then just double the pleasure. Dude, dude, I I, I, I don't even know what to say because I feel like oh. th- it's just so out of it was so out of nowhere. Like, like I woke up at four on Monday morning. And, you know, I get I see the text and it's at two thirty in the morning. I'm like, what? And it's like, dude, I'm sick. No show. And I'm like, oh, damn. You know, now, admittedly, I was really thrilled to be able to sleep. <laughs> I was very happy about that. Yeah. But I was like, dude, what did he get sick from? Like, how are you? Because I was fine. I mean, I had quite a bit to drink, but I wasn't sick or anything. And, I was good. And I'll be honest with you. I'm sitting here and I don't feel great right now. Like I, I have like acid stomach, like. You know, but you didn't. You haven't really eaten much since then. I, mean, I did not. Had I had that. yesterday. I ate almost nothing. I had some oats, um, and I had some yogurt and fruit. Yeah. So like, I think I that think, was it yesterday. I think part of this right now is that your stomach is like empty, empty. You know. But like, what's your confidence level in eating right now? I don't know. I mean, I am not farting right now at all. Like, I do not trust him. You can't. You can't push <laughs> at all. Um, so I'm not looking to eat in volume. I mean, I guess I would do a burrito, like a breakfast burrito maybe, or yeah, like I'm not, no farting right now is a real, real risk. Yeah. Like, so what, so is that how, where does that stack up as far as your worst being sick memories? Is that, that's gotta be one of the worst ones. Oh yeah. I haven't had food poisoning in 30 years. You know, what's funny though. Last week on the show, we talked about how Mrs. Monte got sick when she came here. Yes. Yes. And it is. And she had something very similar. And I think it's over. Honestly, I think it's over. Like I, I, after the show's over, I'm going to go inside and, you know, have a seat and we'll see what comes out. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, and it's embarrassing. Like, you know, you're trying to like everybody else is, everybody else is living up the life. So admittedly the house we stay at in LA, it's a little loud. Like when you walk around it, it's a little creaky, like it's an older home and and it's not bad, but it is a little bit. But you sleep, you're the room you sleep in is right next to the bathroom where I died in. Yeah. I didn't hear any of this. I'm so, cause you know what the funny thing was? Like my vomiting was loud. It was like, yeah. Like, you know that. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> violence. <laughs> and I had to clean some of it up because at one point I had oh. thrown up like each like the first time I threw up, I threw up like four times. OK, were you standing and leaning over? Or are you the guy that's kneeled down and like, in? no, it? I was kneeled down. I was in so much pain intestinally yeah. that I was on I was on like all Damn. fours and then I was la- sitting on my hip. Dude, dude, I was incapacitated like I was I was in real trouble in that bathroom. And it, I was in there like 45 minutes. Really? Yes, I was I was Dude. in there a good long while. And now, was Mrs. Monty awake for all no. of this? No. She was out. The second time at 2.30 that I went back into the bathroom, she woke up when I came back in because um, I had to open a new bottle of water. So I opened a new bottle of water, and I woke her up, and she, and I was telling her, and she's like, man, 
dude. But it was loud. Like it was, I, I felt bad because it is a, it is an older house. I felt bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just, all uh, I was going to say about that is just that it's one thing to be sick and be at your own house and destroying your own bathroom. It's yeah. another one to have to consider it's somebody else's bathroom. Yeah, but Jeremy Bolton makes a good point. I think bullets is poisoning your family. So here's the awkward part. Here's the awkward part. Let's of get into of it, baby. So <laughs> Sunday before Mastro's, we had an Easter kind of family get together. And Bucket of Bullets came over. and Or Bull of Bullets, I guess. Bull of Bullets, yeah. Bull of Bullets came <laughs> wait, over. Wait, wait, wait. Buckets of Bullets. Okay, Royce. Okay, See I like it. See what I did it. there? Buckets of Bullets. I like it. Sorry, go ahead. So he came over, and I'm not saying he's going Vladimir Putin with the poison on the doorknob, but <coughs> Mrs. Monty stayed at their house last week, and she had the exact, like, 12-hour, you know, butt <coughs> flow that I had. Yeah. You know, like. I'm just telling you, it's awfully convenient. This is the worst. I, I can never remember feeling like that. It has been a long. I don't generally throw up. I don't like it just doesn't happen very often. The last time you actually threw up was when in we Scottsdale. Were in Scottsdale. Oh, yeah. Scottsdale. Huh? I was going to say that Vegas story we told all those days. No, ago, the Filiberto but situation. The Filiberto situation. Yeah, it was. That was not good. And usually when I throw up, I feel a hell of a lot better. You know, <laughs> the bull rattling fart noises are the ones that are really apropos. Yeah. Dude, you do not know terror until you have a like a bull rattler and then it's it feels like you turned on a water faucet. Like it was. Oh, dude. Okay, so dude comes over. I never said two words to him. Yeah. And then my brother-in-law showed up like an hour later. Right. He's calling him dad and pa and pops and and bola bullets, call, bucket of bullets. Let's go with bucket of bullets. Bucket of bullets. Okay. Bucket of bullets is like howdy, son. Like wow, dad. Wow. He's like howdy, son. I'm like fuck off. Like like you, what, what are we doing? Are you kidding me? What are we doing? And then Mrs. Monty and bucket of bullets sit down at the dinner table. And I'm watching TV at this point. I'm not really talking We're to this chilling. guy. We're chilling. We're watching the Brooklyn game. Everybody's cool. kind of chilling with us, watching the game. We're having good conversations with the, you know, the the uh, extended family. Like it's all good. Yeah, you know, dude rolls in, and Mrs. Monty and him somehow start talking about abortion. Oh boy. And he essentially likened abortion and mask wearing. To, str to trying to contain mosquitoes with a chain link fence. Um, That's like trying bro, to contain what? mosquitoes with a chain link fence. Um, What are you talking about, bro? And the worst part was they were talking about abortion rights. And like that companies, I work at Yelp, Yelp, Apple, like major tech companies are paying for their employees to travel out of their state to get abortions yeah because like texas abortions are illegal so you, you and he's like yeah like this is you know this is like forcing us to wear a mask or take the the vaccine it's like what does one have to do with the other nothing what does one have to do with the nothing and it just it, the guy drives me crazy donnie you're he, out he, of your he, element he drives me crazy jeremy bolton says tara is sitting in, in your chair and you finally feel safe to fart but then instantly realize you made the worst decision of your life. Dude, dude, I'm not doing it, Jeremy. 
I am sitting, what honestly, are, I'm sitting here holding it in right now. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I've got one sitting on the precipice. I got one sitting on the precipice. Is that the it, only one you have? Yes. That's it? I mean, I could I could have put a compilation together. But I thought you had more than one. It's fine. And Garcia says, especially if you're drunk. Oh, my God. No, you can't. Dude, you can never trust your farts when you have the runs. But when oh. you're driving and you try to fart and you shart yourself, oh, dude, bro, dude, no, you know. man, no, 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 no. And Garcia's like, you wouldn't happen to be a food critic for Yelp, would you? No, no. Yeah, there you go. Oh, no, I'm not. A, I'm a, I do sales for Yelp. Uh, but here and there. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Anyway, so bucket of bullets. Now they're getting married. So here's a question. And I could actually use some input on this. Do I get him a gift? And no, I'm not going to read Jeremy Bolton's comment because it's insensitive. Jeremy said, you know what cures all of that, Monty, like diarrhea and upset stomach? Ranch dressing. Yes! You know what could have got me sick? I had a wedge at, at Mastro's. What dressing did I get? Ranch? No. Thousand oh, Island. Oh, Thousand Island. I got Thousand Island. You got... Because I'll tell you what I threw up. I threw up lettuce... Bacon and black beans. Damn, it could have been the Thousand Island. I didn't think of that. I threw up lettuce, bacon, and black beans. I was going through it and thinking like, all right, because we essentially had the same food. It wasn't the mac and cheese. It wasn't the mushrooms. No, those. I'm two telling were fine. you, it was it was either the Thousand Island or the or the uh, steak, and I think it was the steak. Damn. So, you know. Okay, so they're getting married. So you do we input. buy bucket of bullets a gift? <clears throat> no. You don't. No. Nope. Do nope. you buy the mother-in-law a gift? Nope. Nope. Because here's the thing: we're setting it up for them. Like, like well, I'm not essentially. Setting shit up. Well, yeah, we're not setting anything up. But like, the family has essentially, you know, um, grandma has essentially pawned off planning the wedding on the family. Like, you just passed it on. Grandma has pawned off. Yeah, you just passed it on because she didn't want to do it. And and this is the other thing: dude doesn't want anything to do with wedding planning. Wants no input, just wants to yeah, show up. Yeah, Bucket of Bullets will not participate like, in the wedding He plan. just wants to show up and get it done and, and go home. And that was the other thing. You know the other thing that really annoyed me when he came over the other day? He He's literally sitting. So you walk in the front door, and there's like this big table, like a, a common gathering place where everyone's sitting and talking. The problem is when you're in Southern California, people don't want to sit at the table. They want to sit out back. So everybody was sitting out back, and then it was us, and then like four of the people watching the game. Dude is sitting alone at the table. Grandma comes back in and says, hey, come outside. And he just refuses. He won't. Yeah, he she's having to say to him, just for a few minutes, come on. Like, it's it's one of the most annoying things. But his family doesn't like him. They don't, he's not What's from a- What's to like? He's not from a close family. What's to like? I don't know. Ask her, ask, ask my brother-in-law. Douche. Oh, hi, son. It's such a joke, man. BB says, believe it or not, vegetables have been shown to be the number one cause of foodborne illness. I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah. I don't. But here's the thing. I didn't get sick, and I had the same vegetables he had. Yeah. Fat Jesus says, make a donation to Planned Parenthood in his name. I thought about it. I thought about it. That's not a bad idea. And Garcy says, get him a pre-filled out prenup. Yes. Yes. Man. Yes. Giggity says, make a donation to Planned Parenthood on behalf of old buckets. I might do that. My wife would be into that. Uh, James Knight says, Bullet, Bullet's not a fan of the show, I'm guessing, LOL. Let's hope not. Um, you know, Giggity says, uh, Fat Jesus, you beat me to it. 
Welcome to Cali, fellas, David Lee says. Thank you, David. Gabe Lovett says, you should make a donation to Planned Parenthood in his honor and gift him that for the wedding. Yeah. I think I will. I think I will. That's a great idea. That or I, I, I a joke, this is, I shouldn't make, I shouldn't say what I said we should give him. No, I'm not going to say it. I said we should have given him a chain link fence, but that was just me. I'm not going to say it. It's terrible. Anyway, I'm a disgusting human. Um, I don't know what we're going to get him, but I'm going to get Dude. him something. Yeah, uh, it, it's a frustrating. And he's a full on Donnie supporter. Yeah, 100 percent. So he's a Donnie old, you know, get you know off was, my lawn guy. It was odd. We went and hiked in Rancho Palos Verdes the other day at Donald Trump at the Trump International Golf Course. Yeah. And it was empty. Like ghost town. It is so weird that he's got all these big, beautiful golf courses that nobody goes and plays at. Because it's like a thousand bucks around there. It is really expensive to golf at Trump International. Yeah. But it also happens to sit right on the ocean. It's seaside. Yeah. So there's nice hikes off of it. And yeah, you know, it, just, it was I, weird. Yeah. I don't know. This weekend's going to be a joke, I think. Honestly, like, I'm not trying to be negative, Nancy, but this whole thing is just. You know, like, and this is the thing. Being in California, this isn't a vacation for us, you know, at all. I got some, like, downward pressure right Oh, okay. <laughs> we need to play the music? No, I'm good. We, we need to, you uh, know. Another minute or two. Why not get bullets a new bucket for his bullets? I've thought about it. Blue cheese dressing is guaranteed to give me the Hershey squirts. Stay away the from Hershey blue cheese. The Hershey squirts. The Hershey squirts. James Knight says, sound like bullets needs a punch in the face. He does. He does, man. He does. He's just a hack. He, he, he. He's not a he. Well, I can't say he's not a bad person. He doesn't I care about. People. I don't hate the guy. I just I'm a big believer that you have to care about the people around you. Black, white, Asian and different. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. You have to care about the people around and you. He and doesn't. he doesn't care about other people. Doesn't give a damn. No and, empathy. And again, the weird thing is that I don't know how my mother in law is marrying this dude because she's the exact opposite of that. My mother-in-law is usually kind and caring. Was and, the exact opposite. Yeah, she'll help anybody, and like it's just really weird. Yeah, and we're not. For the record, we're not the only ones. The the thing that came out of the extended family coming over and oh, us yeah. talking to them is they're all in the same boat. They're like, I can't believe she's marrying this guy. This guy is is weird. He's he's got just terrible belief. Like he's not a popular figure in the family at all. And then the funny thing is, the last thing I'll say, the funny thing is, is there's for more so for you than for me, but I think generally speaking us, there's like an expectation that we'll play nice and, and, and like meet him in the middle. And I don't, I just don't think that there's any reason to, I don't have any interest in talking to dude. <laughs> James Knight says, Rudy, Luca, or bullets, pick one, go dude. You got to marry one, F one, or kill one. Dude, you know, like you got to one, marry one, kill one, go. <laughs> I mean, you know, <sighs> like. Oh, my God. It's bad. You know. Uh, oh, fat Jesus. Your mother-in-law loves him because he gives her a bucket of bullets. Get this it. is a code 10 abort. Get it, the swimmers. Uh, intimidation is a powerful thing, LOL. Truth. Since he's a Donnie supporter, you should give him hydroxychloroquine. Oh. Uh, yeah. Anyway, now you can play the music. Okay. Um, always okay. good to see you, my friends. Appreciate you being here. We're giving away. By the way, we we are rolling up the subscriber numbers on this show. You guys are amazing. Um, we are at 3,907 subscribers. That PS5 is going soon. Appreciate you on that. Make sure you shop our affiliate links below. That really helps the show. If you're here right now, please give us a thumbs up. Thank you so much. We'll be back tomorrow morning. 
Hopefully the butthole will be feeling better. Hopefully, hopefully. Chances are I go inside and it's solid versus liquid. Ah, uh, that's less than 50%. That's probably true. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake. <laughs>